time to wake up well. The collaboration between Balanced Minder and Beyond the Classroom Australia. I'm Peter Jefferson. And this is Leanne Simpson. And together, we ask you to wake up well. Welcome everybody to our session for this week. It's so good to be with you. This week, Leanne and I are exploring diversity, a subject that's on everyone's minds over the past few months. And we thought we would just take a little bit of time and reflect on our own own understanding of diversity and what impacts on us through our mindset when we are working in our settings. So I know Leanne would have been very busy finding out what diversity means. So um, Leanne, have you got our meaning? I forgot to ask you earlier on what diversity is. And if you don't, I can find it. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm going to take this out of the top of my head because I was thinking, I've actually, I was thinking about diversity and I was thinking about especially when we're connecting it to our learning that there needs to be this different options so to me diversity means different options different way um and different choices so I don't know what the official meaning of diversity is but that's what I take it as as being having choices and options and um so like when we talk about diversity in our environment is making sure that there is choices different options and there's different um, sections of it because everything is connected to everything and one little thing missing things go pear-shaped so that's what I look at diversity so when it comes to education I think there needs to be a range of different ways of learning and as educators that we have to have those the knowledge to be able to do that so that when we find someone that it's not linking with we can pick something out of our toolbox and go oh here is a different way of learning because there's people that learn by listening there's people that learn by hearing there's people that learn by doing and then there's the combination people and i think there's a fourth person a fourth group and i can't remember what that's called because that's where the group whenever they do a learning assessment on me they always put me in that fourth group which fundamentally is called the annoying group that take that easily gets bored so i don't know not i haven't got the names for those peter but i know that there was like hearing seeing doing annoying what's the annoying do you know what that could there be a better name for the annoying well, I'm not really sure what the annoying group is. Maybe that's your belief that you'll put in that group. Your group. <laughs> our, our beliefs, when you talk about diversity, certainly our belief systems and our unconscious bias can impact on all of those areas that you spoke about, the environment, how we learn, the people and our organisations or systems and the... Um, people in our classes as well. So our unconscious bias can really um, make us do things that we didn't think um, would be possible, you know, the way we think. So I, when we were having a bit of a chat, Leanne, you said that you, your mindset, you thought you had, were quite conscious about this subject of diversity. But when you brought it a bit deeper, you found there was quite a few um, unconscious bias that were coming up for you. Um, would you like to share a bit of that with us? All right. So when I, I actually did a course, because I'm a PT, we actually did a course on 
talking about these unconscious bias that PTs have. And it was really interesting. So we talked about different courses because I'm a Tai Chi instructor. So often PTs think that Tai Chi is not an exercise. So there's an unconscious bias, right? So the idea was that um, we had to start to realize that as PTs, because we're in a situation of power, we're working with people, that if we had an unconscious bias about something, we were actually putting that on to our, our clients. So someone would say CrossFit to me and I would say it's the most dangerous thing in the world, no one should do it. But during this course, they actually made you research something like that you didn't, that you had that bias against. And I found out that there are some people that CrossFit's that CrossFit suits and there are only certain instructors that should teach it. So it's really quite interesting how we, especially when we're in a place of authority, how we can have these biases we don't even know. Like I think I'm a very broad-minded person. I'm very accepting of things. But even when it comes to education, like as you said, I have this bite to myself going, when I go to a workshop, well, I'm going to be the annoying one that annoys the person that's running it because I need to ask questions. I need to interact. I need to have my hearing engaged. I need to have my sight engaged. I need every part of that learning to be able to take that information in. And I remember when I went to work with a Tai Chi master and I was learning Yang 40 and I said to, her name was Serene. It really was Serene. That was her name. I know it was just beautiful. And she said to me, we came into the class and I said, oh, Serene, I'm doing this just for fun. I haven't got high expectations of me being able to learn these moves because I'm not very coordinated. I find learning difficulty in a group if there's lots of noise around. I find taking the instructions in, I'm easily distracted. And um, she looked at me and she said, no, you're very intelligent. You can do this. I said, oh, no, I just can't. You know, like we're turning around. The room's going to be turning around. You're saying left and right and you're going left and it looks opposite to me because of the whole left-right thing. And she made me for a whole week, every time I came to the door, if I walked in and I had that, look on my face like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. She sent me back out the room and I had to stand at the door and centre and ground myself so that I had an open mind to, to learn it. And in that week, I learned Yang 40 and I still remember so much about that, the Yang 40, but mostly that's when I had that uh-oh moment with Tai Chi about if you don't stop that chatting, yakking, 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 yakking in your head about you're unworthy, this is not right for you, I, oh, this will be too slow. So people say Tai Chi is too slow, I'm not going to. As soon as someone tells me that they get, I have to work on that, it's too slow, I'll get nothing out of it, and then they come to class, the whole time they're saying this is too slow instead of just going for the moment. So it is interesting, isn't it, how we start to get this um, unconscious bias that then affects the diversity of experiences that we could have learning and I assure and from a teacher's pers a perspective that you cannot teach something because of some of some belief system that you don't even know you have mm, absolutely um 
that unconscious bias can really impact on everything, can't it? But it just doesn't. But it's just sitting there so quietly talking to you that it's it's actually impacting on every experience that you're having, and um, it, it kind of reminds me of that judge mindset and learner mindset. I think fixed in growth. I, I really like the change in words, judging judging questions in your head and learned questions. And what are you question? You know, when you say, "Oh, this is too hard," I'm challenged by it. Then that really stops that experience or that that experience with that person, even because if you're, you've got judges against people's disabilities or intelligence or any of those sort of things. The impact you have with those conversations are going to be um, not as rich because you've got so many judgy thoughts coming out and questions and and ways that you put things and it, and it it really is like you said like checking at the door before you even enter like what your what your thoughts are around that particular activity or person or um, even your own your own thoughts about yourself to be able to overcome those things so I thought that was really interesting and I suppose I was looking at uh, this gen, um, unconscious bias when we're looking at gender or cultural beliefs. Um, they say that lots of um, businesses and organisations do so much better if they have a diverse uh, workforce. So more women, you know, more people from different cultures, It's there's more opportunity for growth and learning. And a lot of businesses and education settings have these goals around um, these cultural and uh, cultural ideas of how to make their businesses uh, meet those targets or meet those goals. But uh, what are we really doing to do that? And I really think it comes back to our belief systems in every set, set of the system because the system might have a goal for diversity and their mindset, we're like, right, we're going to be more diverse, we'll have more men in um, education, um, it's more women-based, ed- it's that mindset of, it's a women's job or, it, it may, you know, there's lots of men out there doing education but it doesn't um, entice as many men into the profession for various reasons um, other than the leadership position. So you'll note that more of the leadership positions are male-dominated in education. So how do we change that so that it's more... Uh, the gender is a little bit more equal across the board. And it's the same with other industries like the STEM industry is more male-dominated, you know, engineering is seen as male-dominated. And where did those um, beliefs come from at the beginning of the process? So um, to get those people into the leadership positions to change the culture of your uh, systems, it, it really starts right back from where we are at and even where we are at as our students. So what message are we as teachers and educators giving to our students about our cultural bias? And the more chance you have to reflect on that, um, the more opportunity you can make sure that you're you're not being so biased and, and just going with that thought. So just watching those thoughts and those judgments that you're making. And, and that's the same with myself. You know, you if we sat down and had a, a write-down of all those unconscious bias, I'm sure we'd have a page of things that we didn't even realise that we had around a whole ream of topics that impact the relationships we have. So um, moving on to organisation, Leanne, around diversity, what are some things you think we could do around that to help us to be more diverse in our thinking 
think that it's time is to start thinking about your thought patterns that you have. So when you you start the day and when those barriers come up to, so you're going to teach a certain class or a certain group and you feel your anxiety coming up, you're stressed, you feel that, oh, what it is. And the first thing is, oh, these people are so annoying or these kids, whatever. Have a little thought on why are you thinking that? Now, I worked with a school years ago doing some Tai Chi and they had, I'd gone in there to do with the, with the, with the class and I was supposed to work with the, the, the PE class that was going for their OP. Mm-hmm. Anyway, due to uh, something going on, anyway, we went to the class, didn't work out, so they had to still pay me because I turned up and it was their fault that it did not. So I was there and I said, well, have you got another class? And they said, oh, yes, we have the rec class, which was the recreational PE class, but they actually called it the rec class. And she said, I'd never send you to that. They're absolutely ratty. And they even changed the name, like the recreational PE class to the rec class. And all those kids were in the rec, they were wrecked. And that, and so there, that straight away gave anyone that came to the class a sense of going in, well, if you have to go to that class, it's going to be hard. And they actually wouldn't let me go to it. So I, I wasted time and money. And I was like, why are you calling them that? And I actually called that person out. Why are you calling them that? And the worst part was there was actually we were in the room with those kids when that person said it. And so I think that we can have that that thought, you know, like we want to we get that idea like you're going you're going to work at a certain place and you already got that pre um, thoughts of this is what it's going to be like. And I am very much on that whole thing that Serene taught me that I go and say it's going to be the best possible moment when I go in there and I'm going to be the best possible thing I can do. And I can remember going upstairs to some places and being a little bit nervous and recognising that it's, I'm nervous because it's something new for me. I'm not nervous because I'm worried about the type of people I'm going to work with. And I think that often we don't want to acknowledge our own fears and our own worry, we kind of put them onto the other people so that we've got someone else to blame because we'd hate to think that I was, I would hate, you know, like I don't want to think that I'm scared about doing something, but I know I am. And now I've worked out how I can go through a process so when I'm frightened or scared, this is what you do, ground your feet, take some breath. Are you in danger in any way? No. It's only your thought process, well, yeah, that thinks you're in danger. I'll have you organise that if there's a supervisor there, so if something goes wrong, I always talk to a supervisor to say, in the event that this happens, you're in charge of that. And we just go through a process and all that so that it's only my own fears that stop me from going and working with someone else different. And also it's that lack of knowledge of not upskilling. So every t- you've got to keep upskilling. So how often would technology be the best way of, of teaching something to someone 
but you don't know the technology. The teacher doesn't know the technology. The educator doesn't know the technology. They haven't worked it out. So here they go into a room where there's all these kids that know more about the technology or all these adults that know more about things. So like me presenting to a group of Tai Chi masters, but they wouldn't have, all right, could be, oh, I can't do this. They know more about it than me, but they wouldn't have invited me to present if they weren't interested but my fear could stop me. So that's the part of the full organisation to me is start to reflect on what barriers are you causing this to happen? So when something is going to go pear-shaped, is it your own barriers or is it something that you can change? So often I found with kids, a bit of exercise always, you know, quietens them down. And I suppose that's when originally Time Out Tai Chi was developed for us teachers in the classroom because that way they could do some exercise that was safe it didn't require that they could do it at their desk that was what it, number one reason it was developed was because i was working as a teacher's aide and i saw that teachers used to be able to take kids and run them around the, the block or skip them do all this and they couldn't do that and that's why it is so i think organization is about your own mindset when you're getting fearful about doing something and getting divert get some diversity skill some skills in the way that you're learning what can i do you walk in there it's a bat it's it's not right instead of going oh these kids are really bad or these people are really awful or this is what i've come and planned to do go oh we're going to do it differently so that's my thoughts on organization it's more about your mind rather than the practical application we've got millions of different techniques to organize ourselves practically we're never going to use them until we get our mindset work it doesn't matter how many things we tell time blocking what else can we have journaling oh all this stuff mm, absolutely but it, but the internal and external is important organization isn't it like you know our mindset is really important, but it's also how we set things up around the place to ensure that we, so there's, if we look at education of kids, um, Maria Montessori researched children and how they learned. And one of the things she noted is there's planes where kids um, are working outside order to go into inside order. So order is really important for us to be able to probably look at those things um, so that we can be more aware of it. So um, I think, it, you know, as much as we talk about the different ways of organising and they may not be agreeable, the order of what we do around the place and how we, I mean, mindset is important, but that order links into our mindset. So, um, yeah, and, and, and in diversity, what does that look like? And, and Lee put a great point, like our thoughts, like where are you stopping yourself? What are you doing in your in your space to help to be aware of it, so that you're not just living your ego or your unconscious bias around lots of things that you think you might be quite open to, um, and it, and it limits. Like when you talk about diversity, it might be, you know, Leanne brought up the point that it's 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 in every sort of element. It's not just diversity of culture and diversity of gender, which we might think, oh yeah, we're 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 great. I you know I get along. I, I'm very aware of it. Tick. Um, but there's so many other areas that probably are underneath all of that um, in our environment and what we do that is very unconscious. And I suppose it's someone said this morning when I was listening to something, it's like looking in the mirror. So when you do a judgment, and I've heard that a few times like of late, 
when you make a judgment or a thought process about somebody that's not so, you know, you might see somebody over there and go, oh, what kind of haircut is that? And just to stop yourself and go, what part of me is this person bringing out? Like, why am I saying this? What, you know, what kind of haircut is that? What is that bringing out in me? So that you're sort of reassessing those judges that you keep it, keep coming back onto and that will help you to move through that so that you can make a change to yourself. So I, I found that really interesting, isn't it? Like, you know, and I, I know you had a supervisor that used to say the things that annoy you about someone else are the things that are within you that you need to probably have a look at. Um, so um, maybe the diversity is bringing out things about yourself that you really need to have a look at and focus upon to be able to make some changes so that, that you can um, be more aware and less about the ego and more about love. And I think that's something that came out when I was listening to um, different paths and he talks about the overall love that we have for everyone and everything comes out of love, good or bad. And I think that's what we're all about is that love because overall we all want the love. So I'm getting a bit deep there, but, yeah, it's just getting understanding that that mirror is there to try and teach us something and if we just keep, it keeps coming back at us, doesn't it? Like if you look at that, that person or that thing or that something it'll probably repeat itself until you're able to work through it and I think Tai Chi is something where you can slow yourself down and I'm sure some of the methodology around that is about that you know um, that reflective part of yourself so I suppose that's focus focusing on the mirror of other people to, to see what judgments you're having upon them and upon yourself. Mm. Leanne? Yeah well I think I liked about like the order that you have so when you're teaching something, I think that the environment, yes, being order, having an order, having a, a plan, a, a ritual. So they talk about people don't like using the word ritual because they connect that with something that is awful. But ritual actually is, is a way of doing something. And kids thrive in an environment where there is this order and there's this plan and they know they feel comfortable. So, yes, I think it's really important to have order in your room, teaching where things are, where their places are. This is what happens in this place because when you have that order and that ritual about things, people feel safer. When they feel safer, they are able to then learn something new. If you don't feel safe and you're constantly, you're not going to be able to learn something new. And so if... I think that part of diversity is to looking and what they're trying to get us to learn is that different people need different things to be feel safe and to be safe you then learn. We had some people a few years ago moved in next door and they were from South Africa. Beautiful family. Now, it was really interesting. They had to move out of the house and go and get a two-bedroom unit because they could not live with the small fence and all the green grass around them because where they had come from, that would put them in danger. So the poor wife was looking after two little children and was so nervous and they were so excited at first to have the green grass and it was safe, they were in Australia and it was safe, but she couldn't live there because she didn't feel safe and it was too soon for her to learn that new behaviour. So the poor woman was just in despair. So they were 
moved into a two-bedroom unit where was where there was all the lo- everything was locked up with a small little veranda and that, and that then gave them the opportunity to then start exploring the beauty of this beautiful country that we have, where she knew that her home was safe. But because in her head her home wasn't safe, there was not a successful move. Her husband was threatening, was so upset and couldn't understand. And then they finally worked out it was because she didn't feel safe. So I think that when we take diversity into any learning environment, we need to look at everybody's safety and what they consider to be safe. Everyone, regardless whether they fit in the tick box area, but the whole population needs to be safe. And I think that that's one of the barriers to learning is not realising that that place needs to be the safe place and having a focus on order of mind and body and environment is really important to provide that safe place and so diversity only works when people feel safe that's just what i think yeah i like that i think that's and i when you were speaking i thought about boundaries as well around yourself and others like that safety putting it around your own personal safety as well or boundaries so when you're talking about order outside it's order within yourself but not limited to, but just even looking at some people don't have any boundaries or don't even are aware that they don't. And some people have so many boundaries, it's it's limiting how they think and judge, do things. So I just thought taking that step further would be those boundaries. But I think most of all, Leanne, is that belief system, isn't it? Like how do you... Um, how do you look at that? And I think through some sort of writing or talking to professionals about that, um, that you can, or in a group of people that are open to um, exploring that is really important so that you can really question some of the things you might not even be aware of that would then translate into habits and um, limiting behaviours. So you can't get over something because of these judgment thoughts which brings on a habit, which brings on the limited limit, limiting how you can perform um, because of that, because of fears and things. So I suppose the action for this week is to really just watch your thoughts and, and watch what triggers you, what mirrors, you know, when you see somebody and you think something, what's what's it telling you about yourself? What, what judgments have you got there? What um, unconscious bias do you have around that person or thing or whatever you're doing or office or system or educational student that's kind of triggering you and maybe just exploring it and on that note I know um, we don't speak about so much as some of the events that we're doing but we do have an event coming up on the 5th of September um, and this isn't we don't want to use this as an advertising space but certainly um, on the 5th of September, we'll, we have that opportunity to you practically learn some of the things that Leanne's talking about with Tai Chi, even that change of thinking, you know, and Leanne really talks about that when she does Tai Chi. She makes it so that you're feeling, she changes the way you think of Tai Chi a little bit, um, but yet keeps the essence of it. So she's going to be doing some se- a session around that and then I'll be looking at the area of health and really taking some time to look at that and some of those unconscious bias that might be popping up during that time. So an opportunity to be in a safe group, to be able to explore this a bit further and to put things out that you might not normally say 
in other groups because it's not politically correct, but you want to challenge yourself with your thinking around it. And then, of course, Leanne will be finishing off with some of the stuff that she's doing around Taiji with pain um, and the chronic pain that people have, and there's lots of beliefs and things that come around that that she'll be looking at and exploring. Um, so, Leanne, to finish off, what's your thoughts on actions? I'm certainly going to be looking at the mirror, you know, and just trying to track some of those judgment thoughts and un conscious bias what's your actions for this week okay well i think that this is a lot to think about and mm -hmm. so what you need to do is find a space to be able to think about it but to take an action so as an educator you might want to think of some different thing that you could take to your classroom that gave people to sit quietly in that so you might want to learn how to take the kids some material and get them to plait it so they can sit there and work because you know I would choose Tai Chi but that's not for everyone okay but it might be find some way not only for yourself but for your students to have a moment to think find think of some edit some action some thing that you've got in your toolbox all educators have something something that has people sit quietly and do a mindful activity like building blocks, find something that you're going to do, something completely different for your kids because we're in the middle of the t term, right? Think of something or if you're adult teaching adults or something and you're going, they're going through a lot of it's online and then you meet as a lecturer and you're talking, 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 talking. Find some game, something that can bring joy to people that is mindful, you know, that they can think about so that, they, that you're actually teaching them how to be quiet and still for a moment so that then they are on turn learning what you're learning and that is then to start to reflect and look in the mirror and see what you want to be because all we're asking is to be the best that you want to be. That's all that anyone can ever achieve, can't they? Absolutely. And it's about, you know, I suppose we went a bit on about love, but it's that whole connectedness of everyone um, which we all crave so in some form. So I think that's a great tip, Leanne. I really love it. I think it's so – even just how you explained it made me start thinking like oh, a space just to breathe and think and building it up from there is a really good way to begin. So for the educators that are already on the track that want to dig deep, we've got our event. But for those, for those little things, I really love that to start with. Any mm -hmm. other thoughts before we finish today, Leanne? Yeah, well, I thought that we might have a – catch up about what we've been doing ourselves for the last couple of weeks in regards to our own being the best we can be, but also a little bit about the event. So not only are we having an event, it's actually a six week study group. So that's what the best part about this is. We meet up in the park and we have some Tai Chi and we have some chatter and it's going to be very exciting what it's going to look like. And we do that. And then for the next six weeks, you're going to have support through from me in regards to getting to explore some Tai Chi and also from Peter each week they're going to get together and start to explore some of these options to make sure so our first study group is on health because that was one of the things that pot that Peter found from her uh, research earlier on in the year and talking to teachers they wanted to work out how to change their mindset about health in, the, in time so this is the number one in our series on looking at balance and first thing is looking at your health and balancing your health. And that's a six-week study group. I called it a study group because we're all educators and we understood what that meant. It wasn't to scare you away that meant it was serious. I was thinking, you know, like university study group, 
pizza and cup of tea. <laughs> but that'll be up to Peter. Peter's running the study groups and I'm running the Tai Chi. Okay, so you won't be as a bit you can bring your cup of you can bring your cup of tea to Tai Chi if you like because you're in your own home. You're joining in by through your home and you can also bring your family. There's two family classes as well. So that's a bit of a fun. Okay, so take a deep breath and we'll find out where Peter is going on her journaling Peter well I have to say that I probably I have been journaling each day I'm doing um, a gratitude journal for the last 27 days I think 26 days so that's been really good to reflect on and yeah no I've been doing it every day and I'm really finding that so beneficial the way the way I think so what about yourself yours was yeah the pineapple method (laughs) the pineapple method so i actually decided like that i was going to start to embrace my technology so originally i started as a teacher's aide in education and then i moved into adult education and the first lot of courses i used to teach was how to use the computers one was called computers for the terrified So the idea that I was upskilling people and using technology to the best advantage. Well, my technology is all over the place because I am like, what are we, a bee to flowers. Oh, there's some new technology. Let's flop over here. And then, oh, there's some more technology. Let's go over here. And I'm busy, busy, busy with all my technology. So I've actually spent the last two weeks and I've got an, is tidying up my technology and making it more functional for me because we've been talking about chronic pain and that's I work with clients that have chronic pain. I myself have it and you need to be able to use the less amount of energy so that you've got the amount of energy. So I have actually been developing strategies for my technology and it is exciting to be able to go, oh, I want to do this and do that. I still got sent a friend of mine. I don't know if she's that good a friend. She actually sent me the other day. There's this app that you can download. And when you go for a walk, it takes where you walked. But then from it, you can actually get the satellite photo and you can get the photo of topographical. No, is that how to say it? Where you see what the mountains are and all that. Yep, you can get that. And also as you're going, you take photos and then it puts it into a movie. Oh, and guess what? That is going into, remember the four squares? You've got work, family, self, devil's advocate. In the devil's advocate, really hidden, filed right back. But, oh, just, can you see the look on my face just at the thought of working, working it out? <laughs> like a kid in a lolly shop and it does, and actually, that would be, I could actually work out how to change my mindset to make, convince myself because it's not like a lolly because you're doing, you actually have to exercise. So you would be exercising while you're working out how to do the shoes, but I'm not even going there. So my my plan is grasp technology, put it together, put it into a nice little package so that when someone else comes along and they want to do the same thing, they can just have their um, course there and they'll be able to do it. Yeah, so yeah, I know. Oh, oh, oh. What, what other? Yeah, technology. Yes, I love technology. Yes, I think technology is my thing. So, uh, yeah, so keep journaling. Yep, 27 days. Well done. 
I've got lots of nice structure in it. The thing with doing stuff on the computer is unlike building a house, no one gets to see it. But I can tell you that my house is getting in order and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. So next thing. I was going to say, doesn't it feel good to have order? That yeah. order is really good for <laughs> yeah. Yes, you're right. Order is good for mindset and then you get action. You all get all the things by order, but there's a difference between order for the sake of it, like lining up, right, I, and um, from having, having the need to line everything up absolutely perfectly and it took over yeah. my life. So that's why I probably get scared about when we talk about order because I have an unconscious bias that if you get too ordered, you can go to a dark side. So I will work on that this week, that order. So next time you mention the word order, Peter, I'm going to smile. That's my thing for this week. So thank you. <laughs> I, like, I like it. I get what you're saying, but I understand that other side completely over the, over the top. It can really take over. So it's the same with everything, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and mine. Um, action for this week is what will it be around uh, hmm. I'll keep journaling of course but uh, I might look at a book that I've I've just purchased um, two books actually I just want to start to understand and um, get actually it's here um, doing a bit of study around this book. It's called Life Enriching Education, which is looking at nonviolent communication, which kind of links to um, diversity because if we don't have nonviolent, if we don't have violence, then the world would be a great place. So it's through education. So I'm going to have a have a read of that this week and give you some of my thoughts next week. Remind, remind me. <laughs> I've, I've written it down. I've, I've, actually, I've put it in our team chat channel in our chat chat so that you can go we can pop it back up in microsoft teams and you'll be able to go oh that's what i'm supposed to do because we have diversity in our computer technology so i think it's time for us to go and let everyone go and have breakfast get ready for their day thank you everyone for your patience for moving and we will see you next week where we ask you all to wake up well hello it's time to wake up well collaboration between Balanced Minder and Beyond the Classroom Australia. I'm Peter Jefferson and this is Leanne Simpson and together we ask you to wake up well.